There's something so indescribably sexy about you standing in the middle of a crowd. Uh, this is going to hurt you a lot more than it will me, I'm happy to say. Monday mornings are about to get nasty. It's the Mizzy Bender Show. Good morning, everybody. You're listening to Mizzy Bender, and I am recording live from Ladies Wicked Playground in Pennsylvania. And we have a very special guest with us, Xavier. Hello, Xavier. Hello. How are he, you? He, I'm doing really good. Um, you know, as we got to talking, I learned that Xavier is one of the educators here at LWP. Um, and as we start, you know, it started out as one subject that I wanted to bring to the table. And as we started to talk to him further, uh, his 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 array of you know knowledge is is out there so much for all of us that we're going to actually record a few podcasts today and it's going to be um we're going to do impact play we're going to talk about fire play we're going to talk about the violent wand and then we're also going to talk dungeon etiquette so if any of these subjects are appealing to you make sure you follow over the next couple of weeks as we start to roll them out because from an educator standpoint i feel like this is going to be uh the perfect intro to anybody that's looking to dabble in these worlds would you say that that's true it's an excellent way to start uh learn about it learn about it hear about it and figure out what you're interested in before you're coming out yeah. now let's learn a bit a little bit about you so how long have you been an educator for about 18 years wow so okay so you've been in now how do you classify yourself because i i mean i do overall lifestyle that's how i bracket mm-hmm. do you put yourself in a specific bucket uh, i call myself a, a sadist but i'm a lifestyle i it, it, it's important it's part of my life if it's not there something's missing exactly it feels like it's just like you know can you explain mm-hmm. that feeling because i think that sometimes people get conflicted and are scared uh as to what you would which feeling are you uh, that, removing I, a part of a, yeah removing that part of you and when you feel like it's not there that it's missing that you it, really know that you need this in the best best way is it, it's kind of almost like a depression you're, you're 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 just there's a part of your life missing so you're, you become sad you become lethargic you become kind of withdrawn and which makes it all worse. Yeah. And then it gets to actual where you, you're dealing with depression. Yeah. It, it, can be, it can be hard. So you really need to, you really need to focus on, uh, you really need to focus on how you're kind of managing your emotions mm-hmm. and like how it really fits in with your Absolutely. lifestyle also. So is that a hard balance for you? Or you just feel like when you start bringing these things to the table that you're just like so free and you're like in your element and you're kind of just like, I'm home kind of. It's definitely a, I, when when I when I make it out to the events, especially you know this year with the with the COVID. When I get out to uh, a venue, I, I feel at home. I, yeah. It just it's complete and total change because I, I it, it's I'm around people that understand what I like, yeah. under, are are into the same things, and it's just a huge difference. Just being in the community, not just the actual play, not. Uh, the environment Again, itself. It's just the environment and the people that come out to mm-hmm. it. it they're, they're, there's just a different energy yeah. with the people, and it's just it, it's it's so much nicer. And it doesn't really actually matter if you get into a scene or not. It's really just being in that comfortable realm of like I could finally let my kind of like whatever that guard was up for the past couple of days mm-hmm. or however that you just kind of like let take, it go. Take the mask off, be myself. Yeah. And know? so is that how you became an educator, or? I jo- I joined the scene when I when I first joined the scene. I was a switch, and I liked being both the top and a bottom um but what i noticed was that 
there was a lot of educators for that were teaching rope. There's a lot of educators that teach um, more in-depth impact, but specific toys, canings, and stuff like that. But there wasn't a uh, like a really large educator community for. Um, there were fire a good couple of good fire players, uh, educators out there, but there's not. It wasn't a lot like for violet wand for wax play, and so I started developing classes to fill it in because the other concern I had was you know because I was coming out and with a lot of the younger people and the younger people are making the same mistakes the older crew have already made mm -hmm. and it's we've made those mistakes we've injured ourselves we've fixed it and we've learned trial and error mm -hmm. right but why should the younger generation not benefit from the knowledge that they can receive from yeah. the other so I started developing classes and teaching what I knew what I enjoyed what I liked and um then it started it kept growing in more and more classes and trying to find ways to make them entertaining yeah Keep people engaged because if, your personality if, is wonderful i mean you're very charismatic <coughs> you're so easy to talk to you kind of just like your aura is just very intimidating <laughs> well you know listen i think that when you turn around and if people know that you're like a sadist or you have like these qualities about you i would automatically think that people would because they don't understand mm -hmm. and they don't know you know like i would almost say um you know one of our playmates that we is is along those lines but the sweetest man that you could ever imagine it's just when we get into the bedroom is a much different scenario you mm -hmm. know and so it's a matter of communication learning these things and I feel you know like why hold yourself back right why you know if that's where you're feeling and that's where you're at but people don't get it yeah you know my, my way of looking at <clears throat> Looking at life is it, you know, we, none of, nobody gets out alive. Mm-hmm. Why waste time? Yeah, goddamn have, right. Have good time with it. And, you know, I mean, there, there's just so much out there to, to life to enjoy that it's not worth sitting at home and hiding. I agree. And that, you know, that's kind of been my journey and my learnings over the past couple of years. And, like, more and more that just becomes so apparent, especially in the times that we're living in now. Mm -hmm. It's so much more clear to me. So this, it has been, I'm really happy that we're having the conversation. Um, you know, so tell us about, so we're going to do, you're doing an impact class today at Ladies Wicked yep. Playground. How did you become an educator here? Uh, I believe one of the, one of the house slaves actually had reached out to me to come and teach a Violet Wand class first. And um, they like, I, they like my personality, they like the way I brought the class. And I made the class fun and interesting and also provided a lot of background information, stuff that a lot of the, uh, some educators aren't doing. Um, and then ever since I've been, they asked me back, I'm here at least once a year, sometimes as many as four or five times a year. Isn't that awesome? <laughs> it is. is. It makes your heart, I'm sure you must feel like at the end of the day, really proud that what you started out as just like a personal, ed, you know, venture mm -hmm. or whatever grew into something that now you can give back so much to so many other people, that's you know, the, that's the plan. Yeah. And so impact play. So when we get into that, like what are the general rules or what is the intro that's super important for people to know when they get into this? You don't need fancy toys to do a good job. Mm -hmm. You have the best toys in the world already attached to your wrists. As he's like, you know, holding up his hands and sprinkling his fingers around. And so can you tell us about that and what your your thoughts are behind that? When when when, they, when I put out my uh, my implements, they, uh, people get a lot of, in, there's a lot of intimidation. There's a lot of skill and, and, and technique required with some, with floggers and stuff like that. But you don't really need all that. Uh, 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 being able to spank properly, um, know where to spank and what you can do it that's all you really need for a basic impact scene uh, a lot of people get over intimidated by the toys they see it and then they they get get a little bit of toy shine where they have to have all the new toys mm -hmm. they have to have the, all the nice fancy things and you don't need them yeah. and you, you can do it on the inexpensive and then there's always pervertibles Find things around the house that you could absolutely beat somebody with yardstick's great mm -hmm. so it's a spoon wooden mm -hmm. spoon a wooden kitchen. spoon mm -hmm. you know um, hairbrushes you know, there's tons of stuff you don't have to spend money on the toys and 
the biggest thing I'm trying to get people is there's no reason to be intimidated. Um, it's a fun play. Biggest thing you got to do is listen to your bottom mm-hmm. when you're when you're spanking them. So exactly. So we hear this all the time, and I have a few questions, and I'm going to revert back to. But specifically right now, let's talk about the differences between the top and the bottom because I yeah. don't know that many people know. And so how does that relationship work? I guess during a scene, and how 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 do one another interact? In, yeah, interact with one another during that. So the top tip in a scene is typically the person who's administering the action, the spanking, the electrical play, whatever. Uh, the bottom is the receiver. Um, as, as much as the tops want to all believe that they're in charge, they're not. Mm. They, uh, with safe words, the bottom or the submissive has all the control. Mm. And the way it works is you, you have to interact between, you have to communicate, you have to go on. Um, if it's a new play partner to you, you should check in with them talk to them make sure they're okay because mm-hmm. um, until you learn their body language until you learn how they're going to react you need to understand their um where they're at and where their headspace is now with this being said um so you're getting into a scene for the first time with somebody mm-hmm. and now you're about to begin impact play so you mentioned a few things about the appropriate place to hit somebody uh or all these actions now do you sit down with the person beforehand like you and i are right now mm-hmm. and say okay this is how i flow during a scene um you know tell me how you react and like is there an upfront conversation that happens or you kind of just get into it and see how it goes I actually, um, I do a negotiation with any first-time play partner. Um, it's, they can, it depends on the, per- the person, how new they are and what they need to discuss, uh, questions, queries on their part, and things on my part, because at that point, it's during the negotiation that I find out if they have any medical problems I need to be concerned about, um, and, it, it, and also find out their hard limits, things they don't like, absolutely, because might like you might like paddles but you don't like canes i need to know that before the scene so i don't hit you with a cane and mm. kind of ruin the scene for both of us. do you have like a checklist that you go through or this is just all in your head that you know it's, at this point it's all in my head at this point after you know um at one point i did sit down and write a checklist and uh found it was more intimidating than actually just having a conversation because uh, if i went through and covered like all the different types of implements i could beat somebody with or you know the electrical and what we could do there and this and this um i had written up an excel check uh, spreadsheet and it was actually like six and a half pages so is that not incredible so <laughs> let's think about that for everybody that's <laughs> listening right so we are here <clears throat> sitting and talking to a gentleman who's very experienced who now teaches classes and very knowledgeable across the board right and he is sitting here saying that he built an excel spreadsheet that is possibly six pages long of all of the different questions that you can ask somebody before you're getting into a scene which to me shows and and has to really emphasize the fact that you really need to know what you're doing when you get involved in impact play this is not something that you just start or just like hey you know me and spencer are going to just start beating the shit out of each other right now no you know oh you guys here we're we're outside so if you heard the motorcycle i'm sorry about that so you know what is you know how is the appropriate way to you know start and like where are the places you should you know hit somebody or um the it's easier actually more to stay the places the places to avoid you want to stay away from joints the inside of the joints okay um you have a lot of tendons and flexor muscles connecting to the bones you hit wrong you're going to detach them and this is going to be a serious problem you want to stay away from heels um if you're inexperienced stay away from feet uh mm-hmm. bastinado is an entirely different level of play what did you call it bastinado bastinado is bastinado. impact against the bottom of the feet oh wow I, I did not know that there was a name that there was even that okay yeah, uh, yeah it's referred to as bastinado um but you want to you want to stay away from uh small bones hands mm-hmm. feet 
um, and then the elbows. Uh, when you're doing body impact, you want to watch wraparound because you can hit the kidneys. Um, it takes an excessive amount of force to actually do serious damage to the kidneys, um, but it has nowhere to go. So if you do hit them hard enough that there's a little bit of bleeding, they're going to spot the next day, and they get upset about that. So you got to yeah. probably stay away from the kidneys, joints, back of the knees, elbows. Um, shoulders and hips are a little bit more... more uh, Durable and okay, and stay away from hands and feet. But mm. the rest of the body is pretty much open game. Yeah, you wow. can pretty much be on anything. And you know, you know, um, there's you know entire classes on face slapping and and how to do that safely. And, and that you know, and this is another interesting thing that I learned is you know when we were talking about the potential podcast that we create that we can we can create was one of the ones was fire play. But then within Fireplay, he listed, like, so many other things. And I'm like, oh, my God, that's, like, a show on its own. So, like, I didn't even really realize in, like, within the one category how deep you can actually go into it. Like, I'm, I'm really fascinated right now, and my brain is going a mile a minute because you keep throwing things at me that I'm like, oh, my God, I need to, I need to learn this now. I need to look into this now. Like, this is, you know. So I know I go on crazy tangents. We talk about it all the time. But, you know, so, okay. So now somebody comes to you for the first time. I'm coming to you for the first time. Mm -hmm. Do I say, listen, I want you to go at me at your hardest. And do you turn around and be like, no, that's not a good idea. Let's seize into this. Or how does that go? Uh, I normally say, well, let's see what you can handle and start out. Because uh, in all honesty, I don't think I've ever gone at anybody with my hardest. Because I don't have to. I, I, I use the toys and use them the tools to do what I can, you know. Um, but no, I would try and back it down and say, let's work you up to where you can go and then we'll go from there. Yeah. Um, I don't want, if we, if we go in, cause, uh, this is a, a lesson I learned, uh, with one of my submissives. Uh, she wanted an impact scene. She wanted a heavy impact scene. The definitions are varying based mm. upon person. Um, it's also why I don't use like a one to 10 scale. What's your pain level one to 10? Okay. Cause what you define as a 10, they may define as a two because they have fibromyalgia and live with pain every day. Mm -hmm. So it, it's a completely different, you can't use a scale. You have to start light, work up, find. And do you gauge their reactions, like their body language or? First time players, I check in. So I'll, every time I change a toy, I, just, I normally I'll check in um, unless they've yellowed. Uh, the way I use the stop words or the safe words, the yellow and red are, are, are pretty much the standards in, in most dungeons because that's what the DMs are trying to look for. They don't want you using alternate safe words because the DMs want to know. They want to be safe. alert and they want to be understanding of what's right. going on. So the way I normally explain to them, and I do this in that negotiation, is uh, yellow is you need my attention. So if, if I'm hitting you too hard, too light, you have something you need me to come over and talk to you. Yellow, I'll stop what I'm doing. I come up, I check in, make sure you're okay. Um, if you say red, the scene's over, we're done. We pack up. There's no more scenes for at least 24 hours, and we're going to have a long conversation about why you had to red. Really? Because I don't want you to red. That ends my fun, too. Yes. And so, then you know something really went wrong then, right. actually. And a lot can go wrong. Um, as we're sitting here, I'm smoking a cigar. Mm -hmm. um, or trying is, to, anyways. <laughs> yeah, smell smell is, uh, uh, is very closely related to memory mm -hmm. um, and triggers more latent memories than others. So somebody who may have been abused by an uncle that smoked cigars and they smell it. So before a scene, I'll go brush my teeth and I, I make sure that my clothes are... Wow. Uh, Do you um, hear how diligent and respectful they are? You know, one of the things I mentioned, you know, we're more so in the swing community. When you cross more over into the kink side and fetish side and things like that, there's such a different kind of protocol and sense of... Um, 
control, I want to say, or awareness, you know, and that's no, you know, that's just one of the biggest things that I've seen. And so it's really lovely to hear that you're so in tune to the things that make people trigger or not to keep them at their most safest position. And so I, you know, I never really thought about it to that depth before. Well, I've, I've, I've had scenes go bad because something triggered them and not necessarily the cigar smoking, but it, um, in, in studying, I learned, you know, smell is the biggest trigger is it's going to bring back those memories. So I'm very conscientious of it. Um, so obviously, you know, fastidious, which taking a good shower, brushing teeth, making sure I'm clean before a scene so that, you know, hopefully everything will go fine. But, uh, yeah, pe- triggers are a big thing that could be concerned about within mm-hmm. a scene and, but because like I said, I don't I don't want you to red. That ends my fun as much as it ends yours. So mm-hmm. I'd rather you yellow and get my attention. But if you, if something's triggered, even if it's not some, if, if I did if I triggered something inadvertently, or maybe it was just your headspace went bad because of people, somebody around. Maybe you saw somebody that reminded you of an ex, and it just threw a bad. It just head. yeah. There's a hundred things, but I need to know why you redded. So. I normally it's like the conversation takes place a day later so give you time to process yeah and it gives them a lot of time to deflect and kind of like really think through like and really be able that's and really that's really wonderful i never would have thought that but it makes so much sense yeah it, it it's something you have to you have to um pay attention to and less so the more you're with somebody if you're with if you're you know you, you play with the same person constantly mm. the more you get to know the more you know what's where, what part of the boundaries are flexible and what are rigid? And do you prefer that more so, like being with play partners that you've been with more frequently, or you're okay with like the new ones and things? I love teaching new people and introducing people to new things, but I I, I get more out of a long term relationship yeah. and, uh, with the scene. You you get more of a flow between the two of you, and the scenes become more and more organic and just easier and and move easier. Because, um, like, some of the things I do differently with a, a long-term partner as to a short-term, like, a, a new person. new person, I normally don't have a lot of music on or very loud because I need to hear them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I need to be able to communicate with them so that I know that they're okay. But when I'm playing with somebody that I know and I can, I know exactly what I can do, I like the music cracked up, cranked up. A, a beat helps. Because now it's actually more like you're, now it's like you're really playing now. Right. You just kind of switched out of your education role and, like, now you're having your fun, which is different. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, when you put on the classes, how long do the classes usually run and how do they operate because do you start out with education and then do you know like a scene or something don't normally do a scene after the education the classes are um, normally anywhere between an hour to two and a half hours depending on what we're talking about what we're um, what we're teaching and how in-depth the venue or location wants me to go normally LWP gives me pretty much free reign to run the classes as long as I need to um, to get everything that's important across, which yeah. is great. Um, a lot of other events you go to, and it's a you got a very rigid time schedule. So you got it's talk fast, don't ask questions. Just oh, see, and I'm super inquisitive. I would never be able to be in a position where I couldn't ask questions because then there's no value coming at the end. Um, you know. So, so um, with that being said, when you put on the class today, um, mm-hmm. how is that going to function and flow for you? Like, do you have where you have registration set up and you know how many people are coming in so you can kind of get your head in the game of like... Uh, that's another great thing about LWP. That's normally, that's handled by the staff here. Mm-hmm. Um, so I know we, there, there seems to be a decent amount of interest for this because with the COVID again, a lot of people have lost play partners are not been able to see their play partners because of the, of the restrictions so um a lot of people are feeling a little 
kind of rusty and like yeah uh, i need to i need i need i need some practice i need some time well and that's really good when they like kind of realize the fact that they need to kind of really re-spruce their mm -hmm. brain before they really get back out there yeah. so how would like a normal intro to the um impact play class go here like how let's like what's your opening uh, i normally start with a i introduce myself because mm -hmm. um one of the great things from that is going on because uh I also run the virtual Q&A and online uh, social for LWP. Oh, we'll on, have to talk more about this. Yeah, you know, on Zoom. So we get a lot of people that are coming out there that didn't know about LWP, but they found the virtual. So we're getting a lot of new people here. So I normally introduce myself first because I want them to know who I am and you know where I come from, my background, so that they know they're not listening to some schmuck that just came off the street and picked up a paddle. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so I normally start with an introduction and uh, try and get a feel for the class because you know, some people are very withdrawn and I, I like to try and pull those people out because uh, you, you if you're uptight and I'm worried and because you're in a, a lot of space with a lot of people it, it's you don't learn as well you need yeah. to you need to so I try and lighten up the class and get everybody you know wake up um with the with the intro to impact what we're going to talk about first is like a lot of the different types of toys that uh are available and the types of toys you can use um and uh how to discern what's best for what your partner likes good whether it's stingy or thuddy uh, the sensation-wise, what what to look for that, and and discern quality toys help help to discern quality toys, and sometimes that's an easy one, sometimes it's not so much. You gotta find, you gotta, you know. Uh, and then we'll we'll go, we'll be going into safe zones to impact, how to take care of your toys and stuff like that. This is more of like an intro. It's not really a full-on impact class. Like I said, there's a lot of educators already out there doing that, but they're they specialize. We're gonna talk about paddles. We're gonna talk about canes. We're gonna talk about floggers. Mm. I want to put it all in one place. I wanted to put it all in one place where, you know, because they they lead to each other. And eventually, so if you're doing a flying class, well, if, if I change to a paddle, does that change? Everything changes. The whole scene changes with the minute you change from a flexible implement to a rigid implement. It changes how you stand. It changes where you're standing. It changes a whole bunch so of things. So would you recommend, like, so let me give you this. So the only time I really had any kind of, like, impact play, we can say, and it was, I mean, it was Miss Lady at exotica in the dungeon and there there are so many rules and regulations not a, not a bad starting point no it was oh my god <laughs> believe me she's amazing at what she does and uh but there are so many you know um reg, uh, regulations or rules and stuff so you can't go into everything but i do really love that like sensory i love the shift in texture and stuff like that now clearly you know i'm on the cross and my you know blindfold and stuff so i can't see what she's really using and stuff I could just tell the differences of the way that it feels. Mm -hmm. So I imagine, you know, super knowledgeable. She knows what she's doing. Does she switch or do you guys switch from the floggers to something hard and then transition back? But it sounds as if maybe absolutely you do, you, you do switch. Um, so there's a lot of parts to impact play that, that people kind of overlook and, and don't uh, pay attention to. And maybe it's more of an experience than uh, uh, things, but switching between a soft, fluffy flogger to a rigid paddle that, that that's leaving you know welts and bruises on impact to back to a fogger those, that sudden shift to that soft on top of that now raw skin uh, creates a completely different dynamic and sensation take you to a completely different headspace yeah so it's a lot of a uh, lot of playing with textures um what another thing that people you know they they they, they don't realize how important it is and how to stick with it is music in in the scene music really helps um it gives you a flow so you know you, you 
you know, I like heavy metals when I'm during a scene, during an impact scene specifically, because it's got a nice beat that I can uh, move my move so my really paddle to. So you really get into it. You feel it. Oh yeah, I'm I'm. If, if when I when I play later with with the scene I have, you'll you'll see I I, I dance. I'm singing along with the music. I'm having a good time. Oh, I can't wait to see this all come I, together. I, I love. I, I love the I love the uh, uh, the whole pull together of the, of the scene, bringing it all into one uh, one situation. Because and music help ties everything together. Because now you got you have control of their auditory mass. Like you said, blindfolds are great. Now you have control of what they see, what they don't see, and you can now play with like psychological play in impact is phenomenal. Like I have floggers that are mentally that were. That are I, I I actually have it with me. It's a scourge. So uh, scourge is a small flogger that's meant for very close use. Uh, I like them for tender areas like breasts and vaginas and stuff like that. Mm. Um, but I have one that's made out of dog dog rawhide. Oh, and I I use that and I'll I'll rattle that beside somebody and then hit them with a regular flogger because that thing will lay open. That'll that'll and if I don't have that dynamic, I'm not gonna. Yeah, these, but they're also ruined because it's rawhide it's going to absorb the blood and that's i can't use it on anybody else so i use it more for psychological i like to torment people i'll shake beside them i'll make sure they see it i'll show what it does to a piece of paper or something and then go to town on the back with something completely different and that they don't realize and they, until, yeah until like two three minutes in because all they're thinking is oh my god you know and isn't that you, awesome if you really want to you're sick fuck <laughs> I, and I, what I was going to say, another thing I like to do is because if they see something where they're expecting blood is I'll have a bottle of warm water and just spray warm water on their back because now they feel like they're, oh my God, I'm bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it messes it with just is it, Yeah, that's so crazy. Now, how long has it learned, how long has it taken you to learn? You know, like, you don't just like wake up one day and be like, oh, I'm going to be an educator. Even when you wake up and you become an educator, you're still learning as mm-hmm. time goes on. Like, do you feel like you've learned, like, everything or you feel like there's still so much out there not even close there's so much to learn yeah and there's so much to learn i still want to learn uh i still want to learn play piercing and and with large gauge needles i do uh acupuncture and staples but i don't do the the big needles uh primarily because i have a phobia of needles they, yeah they, they you know i and i'm diabetic so i have to get blood drawn like once every three months and so that would be that would be a huge learning for you then because you yeah. have to like get over that psychologically right. and then be able to execute it and stuff. I can see that one being a super challenge. Yeah. It, My it, God. It, it has been the hardest part has actually been it's been funny is finding people that do needles that will play with me because I have a phobia of them. Really? Um, well, they're fear I'm going to react. Really? I'm have it, yeah. And, yeah. And I don't become violent. Uh, well, I do, but I I learn to control it. Yeah. And. Uh, I, I've, I've had one friend, uh, uh, a professional dominatrix that's a good friend down in Philadelphia, has done needles on the arm. They actually feel freaking fantastic. I just can't watch them go into my yeah. skin. And until I can watch them go in, I can't put them in other that's people. That's exactly right. And maybe you'll get to a point that maybe you, that's just yeah. something that you won't be able to do. And it may also be something I never learned to do because I can't get past that phobia. It, I don't need to have everything in the arsenal. Yeah, but, but it just nice. just it just goes to show you like how much there really is out there. And even if you have the simple foundation of what's going on, there is still so so much more to learn now before this podcast comes to an end what would be like the main things that you would say listen if you're going to start impact play that if you're going to start this like what are the main like these are the factors that you should really take into consideration before really you know diving in if you have a full-time partner you want to find out what they like Mm -hmm. first first and foremost that's always the big one find out what they like um before spending a huge amount of money on toys. Yeah. Because, I mean, you can get floggers for as cheap as $20 all the way up to three, four, five, six, 
I know uh, uh, one vendor who actually makes a flogger. Uh, it's about six hundred and fifty dollars. I mean, that's a that's an expensive amount of to, uh, that's a lot of money to lay out. Mm-hmm. Is what it comes down to. Yeah. Um, learn to use your hands, your elbows, and your knees first before worrying about toys. Your elbows and your knees first. Mm-hmm. At how in the world do you use? So you're so like you're now like. Oh my god! You see, guys. Now I'm like, how the fuck you use your elbows and your knees? And I, like, I'm just picturing like hands and toys. I never thought like hands and knee, uh, I, you know, I, elbows and knees. I, I'll snap kick. I'll snap kick like a martial arts snap kick side snap and hit them with a boot and straight in. And... After this podcast is over, folks, you better believe the amount of questions <laughs> that are coming are just like hitting the top of my brain right now. Um, okay, so definitely communication. Make sure that there's solid communication. You guys are totally understanding of like what's going on and then right. also having those the safe words and right. making and sure. And understand understanding how both people perceive and use the safe words. There are um, some people use the safe words. Green is, you know, how are you? Green, all right, keep going. Yellow, okay, we need to slow down. Red is stop. Mm-hmm. And then black is we're done. Okay. And I, I, I like to try and keep it as simple as possible because if I'm doing my job right, the endorphins are flowing. Even sometimes speech itself becomes hard. Yeah. And I could I, totally see that just getting lost in it. And you're yeah, just, yeah. Which, and, and, you know, there's, I, I have uh, one young lady I'm currently playing with that her speech, she goes away. She, I, I joke at her that she sounds like Mickey Mouse on helium. Um, but it, it, you know, it's like, I'm, I'm going to have to come up with a nonverbal cue, like a, a ball that she can drop or something to say, Hey, I need attention because they get so far into it you need to is that what they call like the subspace that they enter into yeah Yeah. subspace is is, uh, you know i mean as 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 bases can get it's an influx of chemicals in your brain it's like uh it's essentially getting drunk, getting high, getting you're 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 altering your brain chemistry through natural chemicals. And would you would you equate it to like almost like a meditative state or no? It's not. That's not it. No, meditative no, okay. would be far too calm. Got okay, okay. It, yeah, it, it's like it's, it, it, best case best scenario. It can it's like you go, you're suddenly drunk, but you didn't didn't drink anything. Interesting. Yeah. And um, that's part of what the aftercare is for after a scene. It's to bring you back to a level where you can function. Yeah, um, kind of. I've had girls come go almost catatonic during impact. I have uh, one playmate um, five minutes into the scene, into an impact scene, she'll start orgasming, and she like every third, fourth strike, she orgasms. Yeah. Uh, everybody's different. You, yeah. you got to find out what works for them and where they're going to go with it. Yeah. And then if there was a big no-no, so like there needs to be like be aware of this. Like what are what are those moments? Like what are those? Don't knowingly break anybody's restrictions don't cross their boundaries right. make sure you're listening don't be selfish is basically what i'm it, hearing it, there it, it comes back to it comes back all to the consent mm. it really does you need to make sure everything that you do to them is okayed um i prefer uh, uh the consent by inclusion model meaning if you have not said explicitly yes the answer is no that's a, and i am not interpretation also if there was not a clear indication that you mm-hmm. were into this whatever that may be that we're trying to do it is a hard no for me because if i can't understand mm-hmm. what it is that you're trying to say if it's not clear then there's something going on it should be very direct and a- you should be absolutely. able to articulate it and if you can't then i'm sorry you right. know because then i feel like i'm going to walk away feeling like i did something morally wrong or you know, something of the source. And I just, I don't want to have that after a feeling. So it's right. really important to listen and, and be on the same page and, and make sure you are listening to your play partners. You know, I mm. sometimes hear, sometimes, 
you know, where, you know, people want to just keep going because like, oh, they're so close. Well, it's not about you at that moment in time. It's about the person that you're putting this scene on with for the most part in that scenario. And so that's really important. Mm -hmm. So if they wanted to learn more about impact play in the 101, they could always come to Ladies Wicked Playground. But how else can they find you and, and ask questions or learn? Um, I, again, I run the, uh, uh, so we have an LWP virtual Q&A and social um, every other Tuesday. Next one is Tuesday this week coming up. Um, there's a, uh, it's a Zoom session. And uh, it's open questions about the venue and kink because we have a lot of people coming out to the community. Again, COVID has been rough for a lot of us, but it's also bringing a lot of people who have had a, 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 a latent interest. They're sitting at home, they're reading, they're starting to learn about it, and now they're curious and yep. they're finding venues, which is great. Yeah. Um, but it's also really hard for them because there's no in-person classes where they can go to. Um, so the Zoom was a really great way to kind of bring that to the yeah. table. That was good, yeah. And and so we're, we're, we've been doing the Q&As, and we're talking about adding in a demo type of scenario where we're doing, like, stuff we can do in a in a video where we can talk it through. Mm. Um, I'm more, I like that hands-on because at the end of it, if you wanted to try one of the paddles, whether you wanted to feel it or you wanted to try it on your partner, I'm, I'm right there so you can, I can show you how a to use it guidance. safely. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. with the, yeah, I can see, and then the detachment with the Zoom. But unfortunately, in the COVID times, we do have to be a little bit mm -hmm. innovative and kind of adapt and adjust. And so it's really great that you guys came up with a way to still be able to provide that mm -hmm. service. Maybe not the way that you wanted, but at least it's getting it out there. And, mm -hmm. you know, which brought us to the, you know, here today, which I'm so excited to be able to bring this to my audience because I think the education piece is just so far important. And it's something that people are hesitant on asking about or not sure where to begin. So I'm going to make sure that My Mentor Parties um, has all of the class information and where you can find uh, the education pieces on LWP's website as well. Um, it's lwpvenue.com. Um, so always go there, you know, make sure you're checking in, but we'll have it on our side too. So we keep getting the information in front of you guys. Like I said, when we first started this podcast, we do have some other education pieces coming with us. So make sure you stay and you follow over the next couple of weeks when we start to kind of, you know, push out some of these casts that we recorded today, because this is really important. And if there's something that you really want to learn more about uh, and you don't know where to begin, you know, reach out to me, reach out to Xavier. There will be a way for us to get the information to you. Mm -hmm. um, so until that time, is there anything that you would like to say as a final for Impact Play or just in general or anything before we sign off? Have fun. Goddamn right. It's Have all fun. about don't, fun. Don't be too serious. Don't take it too seriously. If you're not enjoying it, you're in the wrong place. Yeah. Have fun. It, ah, I like that. If you're not enjoying it, you're in the wrong place. Yeah, maybe you're just not ready or is there something else going on? But I really love that. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, you know, to speak with me, to speak with everybody. And I'm so looking forward to the podcast to come. Uh, so everybody, make sure you follow Mizzy Bender, My Minute Parties on every single piece of social media platforms that you could possibly imagine. And, uh, you know, continue to uh, reach out with those community-based questions because we love hearing from you. Until next time, I'll talk to you guys real soon, guys.